Let's spread a song so you can sing along with one special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. everyone, welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and we're here to still talk more about Glee Season 4 with co-host of Glee on the Rocks podcast with Bethany Stowe! Hi, everyone! Uh, back again. Back, back, back again. Back, back. I'm surprised that you're not, like, talked out of Season 4 at this point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have so much more to rant about because... <laughs> so... We were, you know, talking about certain episodes. There was one episode that I wanted to save, and I want to talk about it now, and that is Shooting Star. Yes. This is the episode of Glee where they have an active shooter. What do they? Well. (laughs) I mean, they technically do, but yeah. Well, so everyone thinks there's an active shooter. How's (laughs) that? (laughs) Yeah. What were your thoughts and opinions on it? I'll be super transparent in that I have never rewatched that episode because I was watching it with such a visceral experience um, as, you know, and probably even more so for people younger than me, but like I grew up doing active shooter drills, you know, from kindergarten on probably, um, Not that I ever myself experienced like a school shooting or anything, but like, I just remember, I felt like Glee shouldn't have taken on such a sensitive topic. And I don't know if they did it justice in my opinion, especially the fact that, I mean, it's like actually not an active shooter. It's just like someone with a gun misfiring the gun, which I mean, I guess it's still technically an active shooter situation, but it's not comparable to like what students have gone through it. Like, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas or like schools where like people actually died and things like that so I I can't I feel like I have some beef with Glee for doing that do you have to say though um Heather Morris's performance that episode Mm -hmm. that's true it is it is because like you know in all of Glee when Heather Morris is there it's usually uh, what did you what did you call her infantilized she's infantilized mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. like you know she says the random lines or um you know she's doing fondue for two with her fat cat or whatever um but we never get like a good or honest performance out of her and like her on the toilet that is up in my brain all right. the time. It's like Be- cemented there. Yeah, it's there. I agree. Uh, as a great performance. Now, um, I I kind of agree with you with like, I don't know if, well, Glee liked to hit the, the big topics. Uh, their first right. season, they had a teenage pregnancy. Yes. And, you know, they dealt with a coming, coming out episode out. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everything. So it made sense. And I did appreciate, though, that there wasn't, like, a kumbaya song while they were in the True. being quiet. Because that was that was an episode where um, I honestly feel like it's actually a pretty good episode of te- of, for this series. Because hmm. it starts off with the crazy, we're glee, haha, you know, 
we're we're a cartoon at this point. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. once it gets to that moment, it's honest, it's serious. Right. Um, it's still like a little off because, um, okay, so I'm a little older than you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I didn't have active shooter training mm. in school. Um, I, that was a big thing. I mean, I'm not that much older than you, if I'm totally Yeah, honest. I wonder if it's like locale too at the time, you know, like maybe some places had just been more affected than others. And then it became a little bit more mm, yes. widespread. But like um, them talking or whispering, like mm-hmm. that, that does hit hard. I get it for the drama aspect of it, but like realistically they shouldn't be talking. Right. Um, but yeah that that is a heavy 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 episode mm-hmm. of glee and i'm surprised though that there's no like trigger warning before right i know that now or as of this recording it's no longer on a streaming service so like i don't know if maybe right. if it comes back they're gonna add it or what have you but like even at the time of airing it there was no trigger yeah i wonder if um Cause I know like Netflix tags certain episodes, like we'll say if there's like violence or, and I think they even do things like suicide and things like that. So I wonder uh, if they tagged that episode, but I'm not sure. I didn't watch it on Netflix. Yeah. Poor Becky Jackson. Like, I know, but like, that was also it. They also gleed up the, <laughs> they also Ryan Murphy it up where it's like the reason why she, shot sue's gun is because she didn't right. want to graduate but she shot it in the hallway and not hit anybody yeah like she brought a gun because she didn't think anybody was gonna look out for her so she needed to protect herself i don't know the logic wasn't really there all right so bradley bucker is the one that is mm. credited for writing it and matthew hodgson so let's blame them for this episode yeah but again, it w- it's the it's the same double edged sword that like almost every episode of right. Glee is, where it's like you did a you did a good job explaining this one thing, but like, did you or right? Did you fuck it up somehow? I don't know. Not hmm, I wasn't in the writers' room; they didn't consult me on that one. <laughs> but yeah. I. The next episode after that is Sweet Dreams, which is when Rachel auditions for for Funny Girl. So right. uh, I'm on the, again, I'm on the Wikipedia page and it says- Always. You what? Always. Of I course. said always. We use the Glee Wiki as well, which is like a fan, yeah, you the know, fan run, like Wiki. We, we love them. We appreciate but, all they do. <laughs> so in, on the Wikipedia, I'm on the Wikipedia page where they break down like episode by episode, like what in the mm-hmm. season, and you know they tell you what happens in the se- in this episode of Sweet Dreams, and the, at the end they say, "Note: This is Corey Monteith's last appearance as Finn." And I was like, oh, "Fuck, that's wow. right. That's yeah. crazy. He didn't make it to. Uh... I didn't realize he wasn't in those last episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, wow." But I can't remember. Is this this is the one where she sings "Don't Stop Believing"? 
Yes. And they like are on the stage with her lose their playing their old selves. Crazy. Okay. So I kind of, oh, hello, Louisa. (laughs) This is Maya actually. Oh, Maya. Oh, she's usually very skittish. So I'm proud of her. Does she have an opinion on Don't Stop Believing in season four? (laughs) Yeah, I think she says anybody who thought that Chris Colfer could pretend to play himself at 18 was crazy because (laughs) there was no way he was like six inches taller. (laughs) But even 30 pounds of muscle. (laughs) So I, 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 I teased in season one about this performance because this is the one I don't like out of the whole series. Really? Because, okay. Tell me everything. So, Glee released six versions of Don't Stop Believing throughout the six seasons, right? I didn't realize there were so many. (laughs) Let me, hold on, let me... I know yeah. there's the there's the first episode. There's two in regionals. season. There's two in season one. Right, regionals. Um, then... Don't stop. Yeah, there's this one. Mm-hmm. Then there's uh, the one hundredth episode, which is mm. in season five, and then there's yep. one in season six. This mm-hmm. is the one I don't like because it feels because it's just her, right. Uh, I get why they picked the song. I under I I totally logically understand because you know it's th- her like it's the new direction song. It, right. It's the it's and like she the, like needed to like reach back to like how she felt in that time and like whatever like her yeah. character development. I think they were trying to show. I felt like it was a weird time to put that in. Possibly it was know. it was. I wish they did another song from season one. Yeah. Personal. Like if they were yeah. going to do a song from her time, especially yeah. in season one, they could have picked another one. That wasn't really her moment in season one necessarily. Like it kind of is, but it was kind of like the moment of like the Glee Club coming together to do something great yeah. was like the emotional impact of the moment in season one. And that's like, that's not exactly. How would you have felt though? Do you remember in season one, the song one where she sings with the, kid that is paralyzed yes in the, how would what she how, what does she sing to him do you one remember? it's a song oh, called one. one i see by you by you too yeah, by yeah, you yeah, too yeah. uh i didn't hear that sentence correctly in my head sorry yes mm-hmm. that song i feel like probably would it like for us the fans right. we would have connected the dots and been like right. oh because that's like the first time that she got a like I know you said last episode, Cassandra kicks her kicks her ass every time. That yeah. she's on the but like <laughs> that's the one that like kicked truly kicked her in the ass to be like, no, yeah. you yes, yes, you're talented, but like you're oh like there's more than just singing and dancing right. to life. If they picked that song, that yeah. would have been more acceptable. I was even thinking if they did um like faithfully or something, if they were going to do a journey song, like I feel like she and Finn sang, th- sang faithfully right after he told her he loved her. And I feel like and it was a competition. A like, I felt like that might've been a little bit more on the nose. I don't know. It just felt like a weird time in the time. narrative. Like it didn't, those two things I didn't connect to me through I the kind, narrative. I kind but. of, but like I said, I kind of do understand why they picked it because yeah. 
you know, she, it's basically her saying like, don't give up on your dream of playing Fanny Bryce. Right. And so. I liked that it was like, um, she needed the spiritual support of the Glee Club to deliver that performance. You know, it was like, she wasn't alone. Like right. she got strength from performing with her friends, which is like not usually her MO. Like she's always the soloist. So like, that's kind of cool, but, but also like not. They made it a li- like the way I, I think I, why I don't like it is because it's not rock and she's not a yeah. rock and roll singer by not any means. So they and made it's also it like a, a weird choice for an audition just in general. Like mm-hmm. well, you think it, funny girl, if you're auditioning for funny girl, like, well, I, I, I get that they wanted her to like not to do something not super traditional. Like, right. how many times can you hear "Don't Rain on My Parade" at a funny girl audition? Yeah, but like, true. But like, you, I don't. It's just so the balladness of it is what throws me. Right. Where I'm like, this isn't right. You've done it however many times beforehand already. So it's right. like, why stop now? <laughs> So we also didn't talk about Finn as much. Right. Uh, so he joins the army, is backpacking in Georgia, really, because he gets dishonorably discharged or he do- doesn't yes, even go. He shoots himself in the foot. He shoots himself in the foot yeah. while cleaning his gun. And then classic. And then he and Rachel break up, which is what we talked about. So then Artie hires him to like, co-direct Greece and then Mr. Schuster hires him while he goes away to this arts council thing Mm -hmm. it's wild because obviously Corey Monteith is what 35 years old playing a 19 year old yeah he and Maddie Fresh are basically the same age Matthew Morrison sorry Maddie Fresh nope Mm -hmm. Maddie Fresh from now on (laughs) Um, that's his true that's actually his rap name in case anybody didn't know that's the name he gave himself that's his that's his street name oh no that's yeah. upsetting but like he tries you know, remember when he used to rap all the time anyways <laughs> season's gone by uh they <laughs> uh he finn tries to be um mr schuster but like the lessons Okay, so I've talked. It's funny though. Corey goes from like nineteen to thirty-five in like one episode. He puts on a sweater set, and I'm like, he's a teacher. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> and like the first episode that he does as a teacher is Dynamic Duets, which is the stupidest episode. Horrible, the worst filler episode in this season. It's true. Because like they well, have. <laughs> there's like a moment of fun with like the little sidekick thing. Just a moment. But like the. <sighs> So we complained about how they don't write women well. Blaine mm. all of a sudden is like an uber nerd. And <laughs> they did. Okay. When does he do everybody wants to rule the world? That's in this season. Um, and it shows him like joining all the different clubs. Yeah. Like the hole that like Kurt left behind or something. He's just like, I'm going to join 50,000 clubs. And that's why Blaine's the new Rachel. Um, but Okay, I'm looking at the song list and Dynamic Duets did have good music. Okay, it had, the music it had was good. great music. I take it back. It's not the worst filler episode this season. It, no, but it no. was Buck Wild. The premise oh, no. was just like, everybody yes. wants to wear spandex now. 
Okay. Yeah, we're all superheroes and we have to It's just fix this week. <laughs> they put Kitty they put Kitty and uh Marley together and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. why?" Yeah. And it's right after their grease debacle. Right after. Mm-hmm. Don't get, but like Hold on for a hero. Great song. Great performance. So good. Great song. Great performance. It's so true. But like, what the fuck? And I always love the Warblers. Like, the Warblers doing bad things. Fun. I'm here for it. I love the Warblers in this season. I adore this version of the Warblers. It's very different. Um, but wait, isn't the okay. Warblers led by the guy that's in the Flash on the CW? Yes, Grand Gustin. <laughs> Except then there's also the hunter guy this season. He's like the new captain, but like Grant's also there. But um their performance of Whistle this season is like in my top favorite Glee songs, favorite performances. Why? I'm not sure. It's just so good. Like it's just so catchy. Cuz it's so such fun. a simple number too and it's yeah. Very, yeah. It's just uh, a great fucking song. Great great performance. But since we talked about uh, Finn being a teacher, this right, is right. A, this is a perfect time for me to segue into my <laughs> yes what I call interview what I'm calling interview with my music teacher, where I prior to our recording this interviewed my former music teacher to talk about Glee and everything. So let's have a listen to that. It's that time again. <laughs> Mrs. Christy Adams is here. Woo! Hey. My former high school teacher is well, one of my former high school music teachers is here to talk about season four Yay. of Glee. Um, here we go. Uh, this one goes off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> very quickly too well because you know it's it, it's this season is balancing the college years kids and the high school kids and it's there's so many things because we also we also get uh kate hudson as a new teacher uh yes. but in a college setting yes <laughs> so okay i know we're here to talk about mrs schuster but i need to we need to unpack her for a second yeah let's start with that you teach college these days, correct? Absolutely. Or you have t- taught college? I've been teaching college for five years now. So you know the dynamic is a little different than high schoolers because now they're seen as adults, right? Like, and everything. You're, they're not kids. They're not children. You're like, okay, you're over 18. You can legally vote. vote. Now I'm going to treat you like an adult and you're going to deal with it. How do you think her relationship is with Rachel? <laughs> like that's- we, I have never in all of my life encountered a teacher, especially a college professor that has such a vendetta against a student as her. It just makes no sense. Like I'm all for pushing your students because you want them to succeed in everything. I'm a, right. Like that's yeah. the goal as a teacher. You want to push your students to succeed. Absolutely. So like, going that far as to sleep with her pseudo boyfriend like what (laughs) I I feel like the sniping is a bit much too like uh, granted I agree with her in that Rachel slash Leah Michelle doesn't have the same dance ability as everybody else in the room every time they show us that class Mm -hmm. 
she is far behind. In, in my eyes, she is far behind, which I would say, as she also does, and maybe if Rachel is being a brat, which she does often, you maybe want to do it in a not nice way so she gets the point. But it's the extra sniping, like call your David Schwimmer and like, <laughs> yeah. just like it goes yeah. to levels that I've never even heard of in my 22 years of teaching. And I, it's definitely for the theater of, the television show because right. there's no way there's no way anybody would be that way but we do get some great performances out of kate hudson i do say so myself. absolutely absolutely <laughs> she's very talented now back to will schuster actually your regularly scheduled scheduled programming do you man think- who wishes he was a music teacher <laughs> <laughs> do you think this season he was a good teacher no great uh <laughs> Sorry, was that too fast? Nope, nope. I mean, uh, with the hiring of Finn, like, that's not real. That's not a thing. No. As you said. You wouldn't abandon your students in the middle of the school year. You wouldn't. If you're as committed as they make him out to be in season one to those kids, just because a bunch of kids went off to college, you would still be that committed. You wouldn't just up and leave them in the middle of the school year. And the school district would never allow that, by the way, but that's a sidebar. But you wouldn't just go and leave like that. So that's my biggest issue with him. That should have been end of his job right there. Oh, that's um, when he should have been fired? Great. Oh, right there. <laughs> right there. Um, Finn would not have been hired. They would have brought in a, a Spanish teacher, first of all, or, or a socialist teacher, whatever he was teaching at that point. That's right. He's now a history teacher, wasn't he? Yes. So yes. they would have brought in a history teacher, not someone to fill the glee spot. They would have brought in that. Finn isn't teaching history. It leaves you wondering who the heck is teaching his history classes. Well, then that leads us to the question I asked you season one. Is Glee is Glee Club technically a show choir class? Right. Like, or is it an after school club? Because And if it is an after school club, why is Finn on campus all day? He doesn't right. have to show up till the end of the day. So why is he hanging out and drinking coffee? And there's no reason for him to be there. <laughs> and if it is a class why isn't he teaching the history class right i mean like if you if you had a former student it was it would be somebody who's in college doing their student teaching right like as right and you know there's been times where you know for the after school stuff not during the day stuff but for the after school stuff where i've been like hey this alumni has stayed in touch with me they're now a professional singer and they want to come talk to you women's choir. They're going to hang out one night. Then I might like step back for an hour and let that person supervised. Totally right, supervised. Right, yeah. you, you're, si- you're still in the room. Absolutely. And I would also talk to that former student beforehand and say, you want to give me an idea of what you're going to talk to them about and let's game plan this and let's write a plan together. And then I would take the step back and let them take my, my rehearsal essentially. You know, I, I did that with the men's choir a bunch of times. We have a, former men's choir member who graduated and became a music teacher so you know he would stop by just to say hi and I'd go hey you want to lead warm-ups and I'd take a step back and let him do the warm-ups and he'd rip them the way I rip them and I'm like perfect (laughs) you can do that but but as you said he's in college or he's out of college you know we're not talking about students who decided to not go to college which is fine I'm not negating that there you don't have to go to college I just want to make that clear but if you are not going to college and you show up, I'm fine with you hanging out, but I'm not going to hand you a rehearsal. That's not happening. 
Right. I mean, unless the, unless it's something like related. So like if if you have somebody who went off to be an actor but didn't go to college to be an actor. Right. Right. Maybe you'd be As- like give come in, give some tips and tricks and then go out go leave. Right. Right. Exactly. Um this is also the season uh I, I hate to bring this up. This is also the season with the episode called Shooting Star. Um, yes which was the school shooting episode for you did it feel realistic or was it just too televisionized honestly it was completely realistic and I was really proud of the writers of Glee for how they did that the Mm -hmm. only thing that happened in that episode that I disagreed with the hair standing up on my arms just so you know I'm just I get very upset with that episode every time I watch it I cry um but I was saying was the only thing that I disagreed with was when Will goes out to get the kids out of the bathroom, that would never be something you should do um, because if there's an active shooter in the building and now you're putting yourself in danger and you just left a classroom full of kids, you can't mm-hmm. do that. You just, you can't. I'm, I mean, when I was in high school, blah, blah, do years ago, we never had like active shooter drills or anything like that. We had fire drills. That's, that's what we had. So yeah. do you, do they, uh, is there an act, uh, active shooter drills these Absolutely. days? There are two to three a year. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure how we're handling things since pandemic, but it's even with the pandemic, you still have to do them. It's legally a requirement now that you have to have active shooter drills. We did have a situation um, when I was at the high school a few years back where we, we actually went into a lockdown because there was a bomb threat and we had to do exactly what you would do during an active shooter drill and we had to sit silently and we had chorus we had 100 kids and so i'm walking around the room taking people's phones away that's the other thing you would not that's the other thing that happened in the episode that i thought was not safe was the kids texting but that that episode also aired in a time where school districts and teachers were still trying to figure out how to handle this Mm. You know, now the protocol is you can't have your phone because if you're texting, the shooter knows that you're in the building somewhere and you don't want them to know that you want to have radio silence. So I, I, yeah, so to to go to, to, I have to give a a round of applause to the writers of that episode because it was extremely, extremely well done. Um, Not sensationalized, believe it or not. (laughs) Um. And on a lighter note, <laughs> yeah, how you transition. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, how do you how do you feel about the choreography this season? We have Gangnam Style that the Glee Club does. Yeah, that, that as, as we said at the beginning of this segment, things go off the rails. I feel like the choreography goes a little bit off the rails. Um, it's almost like they're trying to find themselves as a group. And he's trying to find himself as a teacher again. And so. Well, this is also when Finn is in charge and we've established Finn is not a dancer. So it's like, what happened? Who yeah, taught the score? And why didn't he have another person come in or ask one of the students to step up? Like Kitty was perfectly skilled. She could have. Well, so really Brittany, was, Brittany was still there too. So we have. Oh, that's true. That's right. Brittany was also. That's right. Because she got left back. So that's like. Right. Gangnam's but like Gangnam style itself that one is just pure like not realistic not at all and it's not singing that's the other thing too it's not even the choreography I mean the whole you're just speaking that's not a show choir song 
But what about I don't care? Uh, or I love it, I should say. The one that's by, uh, that they do right before Gangnam Style. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I wasn't thrilled with their choreography this season. I, wa- I wasn't, you know, I, I, again, it seemed like, just like everything else in the show, they were searching for a way to stay afloat. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, and I, I'm, I'm not just talking about the show in and of itself. I'm talking about the people writing for the show and the producers. They're like, well, we could have ended it and we didn't. So how can we keep people's interests? So we'll, we'll do a New York segment. We'll have crazy over the top choreography and these very unrealistic right. situations. And- you know, the writers were scrambling being like, oh, we got another season? Shit. yeah yeah <laughs> we, yeah we get we we wrapped it up pretty nicely last season fuck yeah yeah <laughs> that's that's pretty pretty much it honestly so this season we also have them doing grease um yes. but would you is it allowed to bring in a former student to portray a role in a show never ever uh, ever ever never you find somebody in that school that can do that part or you postpone the show you do not well why didn't you understudy the part that's where my director brain goes the part should have been understudied (laughs) i have understudied every part i've ever cast that should have been understudied that is not that's true i do remember having being under i think i was an understudy for one of the shows in high school so that's a that is a thing. I mean, there have been times where we've had to have the understudies play the parts too. Uh-huh. I can think of three or four occasions, just off the top of my head, where we've actually had to have the other students step in. So, never ever should you have former students come back and play parts. That's like <laughs> that's, so much that's wrong no-no. with that. Yeah, that's a no no. But no. Um, the other kind of like big controversial thing that happens this season is like. Uh, Melissa Benoist, whatever character she plays. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, now I can't think of the name. Yeah. So after Gangnam Style, she faints on stage, and then the team runs off. Marley, uh, Marley, Marley, Marley Rose. It. That's it. Yeah, got it. Uh, she faints off stage, and then they are they have to sort of forfeit because they are off stage for too long. Is that I know we talked about like you get in sometimes in the real world instead of number of songs it's a block of time so if you don't use all let's say 15 minutes do you get points deducted you don't lose points for being under time you lose points for going over Over. time okay so the so if they i mean we only see two uh, out of like the, the rules that they state is that you it's three songs and it's um not everyone has to be on stage blah 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 but we only saw two of them. So I'm assuming because they didn't fulfill that third song requirement. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also think though, that as, as tough as competition can be, I've never heard of a competition where the judges are so heartless that they wouldn't say, well, we're just going to put a pause on this and we're going to let you come out and do your last song. I I don't think that that would, the way that went down if you saw a student faint on stage i mean i think even the judges would have run up on stage and been like oh my goodness you know call an ambulance this is right this is dangerous this is a dangerous situation so i don't know that it would have gone down that way i'm assuming my you, point. i'm assuming you don't like this season at all <laughs> i 
even, season, even as a, even as a viewer, like not as a teacher, as a viewer, you're like, this season sucks. <laughs> yes, one hundred percent. I mean, I I have more thoughts about next season, which. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to, we'll get to that in a second, but <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but uh, well, last question: Were there any like lessons or themes this season that you liked or would use in your classroom? I like the acoustic one. And, and I, I understand that their way of doing that was, oh, the power went out. But there's something to be said for having kids take a step back and focus on what's my voice doing? How is it connecting with the people around me? I, I, I'm a fan of that. So I, I've done stuff like that even without the power going out. <laughs> they could, you know, step back and really think about what they're doing. I think that's important. Um, but unfortunately, I think a lot of lessons are kind of a waste because i mean the one lesson that keeps coming to my mind is the one where the kids are teaching will and finn to get along so they give them a lesson and i'm like see that shouldn't have been a thing no you know it just yeah that's another one where you're like student teacher relationship crossing the line not a that, good thing that more so than some of the previous seasons when they were still his actual students i mean that was just that went to so many levels it shouldn't have gone and for the students to have to get involved means now both of you should lose your jobs because you're not paying attention to what you should be doing at all. So, Oh, my goodness. Well, Christy, thank you so much for stopping by, giving your two cents on Will Schuster and education entirely. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you for season five. Yay! <laughs> life is but a Clearly, we're we're in season four at this point, and we still can't figure out <laughs> if Glee is yeah. a club or. I mean, they they use both interchangeably: Glee club, show choir. What is your opinion on that? I've always, in my head, thought that it was a class and a club because they're clearly it's clearly in the middle of the school day. Sometimes, like the outfits that people wear. Um, Sometimes if you break it down too much, like there's a lot of improbability and like, okay, it's still the same day, mm, but yeah, I think it's definitely a class and I think it's also a club. Like, I think they also have practices on nights and weekends, but I think most of what we see is the class because you see people like in the hallway in the background. Wait, a don't lot. they say it's a class because like Sugar and Joe are part of the other period or something? Don't they say some bullshit like that this season? Oh. Maybe so. I'm, I missed it, but yeah, that would make sense. It's, um, I want to say it's the Thanksgiving episode when, you know, Sugar and Joe are welcomed back into the Glee Club and it's all like mm -hmm. hugs all around for their return. And they're like, from the other period, we're going to join forces. And I'm like, but oh. are you sure? But I could also interesting. be remembering it. No, but so when I was in high school and I think a lot of schools are like this, it's like there was choir and there was show choir and at my school, they were the same thing, but also not. So like we had mixed show choir and we had the all girls show choir because there were always just more girls that wanted to sing the boys, you know, so the mixed, I was in the mixed choir um, we all had to audition, but um, I was in the mixed choir. And so we had a different period than the all girls choir. Um, but there were always like some extra people who like didn't dance, but they sang and then they would join us for like the concert choir part of the season. Oh. So like we always did a concert choir for 
um, Christmas and like then the end of the school year, we always did a concert. Um, but like that wouldn't make good TV. So like, I understand why they don't do that. It's just like us standing in horrible black dresses, like singing, you know, whatever our director thought was <laughs> fun for the parents to hear. So when I was in high school, we didn't have show choir. We had um, like a select vocal ensemble, which was like a smaller group. We, oh, we sang. That's cool. We sang a little harder music. Like we were the ones that were like the true music kids, you know, the ones that were right. like very serious about music. Then there was like advanced choir, which was like grades 10 through 12. Anyone who wanted mm. to um, sing, uh, it, select would be part of that. Um, mm. Just so we, it was more. So like I was in select vocal ensemble and, you know, we had to learn so much music. <laughs> yeah. And then um, after school, we had a jazz choir. So we didn't have, mm. we didn't really have a show choir, but like, you know, there's still a lot of music going around, but yeah, I could tell you, we were never hired for a teacher's wedding. Like they were right. this season in Glee, <laughs> which. Yeah. That is... was, she was great contribution to helping with wedding planning. Oh, I'll have my kids perform. I'm so helpful. I'm a great husband. And they're free. <laughs> free i'm basically forcing them to do it so i just had my wedding last month my wife and i planned for 18 months it's so much fucking work to plan a wedding she's just fucking dirty for what he did just abandon her to do whatever oh yeah and then was shady if he didn't like what she picked this was still part of murder him she was planning it when he went to that stupid conference or whatever it was whatever bullshit they called it yes but and there's this scene where she's like picking between centerpieces and she's like, I like the white one and and or which one do you like? And Finn's like, I like the white one. And she's like, Great, we'll go with the white one. And then later she's like, he said it's fine, which means he doesn't like it. And I'm like, Schuster doesn't get a fucking say. He's not here. He's not helping. Well, that also Throwing led shade. that also led to Finn kissing her, which know, which I'd forgotten about. <sighs> which then led to the uh in the episode feud them singing bye 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 or whatever mm-hmm. that was the uh wait i have it i have it bye 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 i want it that way yeah and you're like that this is and the kids are watching and it's so stupid <laughs> it's so stupid but in Just the airing ep- their dirty laundry <laughs> but in the episode i do the wedding episode mm-hmm. um you have it's episode 14 that came out on valentine's day and i was just like y'all are idiots i hate you for doing 14 on 14 i know it's obnoxious but i kind of i i kind of like emma singing not getting married today or well oh, it's awesome so i'm a big sondheim fan i'm not gonna lie to you and i think i've said this before on the podcast but uh, that is one of the hardest songs in like the yes. Broadway it's the song. Fastest book. one, right? Like in all of it musical can, It can't. No, no. Uh, Hamilton oh. blew it out of the water. Um, oh, I thought Hamilton barely beat it. It's like no. the words per minute or something. Words per second. No, because in Hamilton, I believe it's uh, in the song "Guns and, Guns and Ships. Ships." Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. That is the more that has more words per minute than I'm not getting married today because not getting married today can also be whatever 
like it has to it, it's fast but it could also be like super fast or just regularly fast mm. sorry i miss i miss naming it it's just called getting married today i don't know why i'm adding a knot to it it seems like it should be not but i guess that's the twist it's like oh it's called getting married and then she's like i'm not <laughs> right um but well misdirect you know, you know jama did such a great job and um She's so talented. She doesn't sing enough, but every time she does, it's like a freaking showstopper song. Except for the and... first season. I hated, I hated her singing. Um, I could have danced all night. I did it. That, oh, that mm, did, I forgot about that one. That didn't feel like it was her singing it. Mm. Like this feels, I was this... thinking of Rocky horror when she did touch a touch a touch me <laughs> it was so unexpected i was like oh but it's, it's, who is this person so stupid um so i i'm i don't know if they set up this whole plot line just so they could do this song but if so it was worth it because the scene the getting married today scene and like all the like camera cuts to different people and like sue also wearing the wedding dress it's just hilarious it's classic glee is what I love about the show. But then they do get married. Hysterical. Eventually, right. Eventually, right. Yeah. yeah. So all is well in the world of Glee. Meandering, which makes sense for them because Will and Emma, oh, Emma, they've been all over the place. <laughs> she, I love in the wedding episode, she's like, this is the second time I'm going to say these vows and God damn it, it better be the last. And I was like, oh yeah, remember when she was married to John Stamos? <laughs> Well, and they never had sex, so they got annulment. Wow. Well, and then she almost married Kentanaka season one. I know. Oh, poor Emma. Well, in in the Christmas episode, Glee actually already has like that it's a wonderful life segment. And in that one, she did marry Ken Tanaka. Oh, right. He comes which back. was crazy. And Will was still married to oh why Terry. did I just forget her name? Terry, thank you. I wanted to say Tessa. And she had a fake like doll baby. Oh my God. I loved that though. This is my, this season has my favorite Christmas episode by far. And I love It's a Wonderful Life. Um, And I just feel like the, the arty like version of it just had so much attention to detail that Glee doesn't usually have. Like they usually like hand wave a lot of that stuff. It was like, wow, someone like really did their season one research (laughs) <laughs> and had like all the plot lines were there and i was like yeah remember when i almost married ken and will did the thong song adam shankman their first dance. adam shankman wrote it i adore adam shankman adore um, him did he direct it too no he was there at the ice skating riot oh well he was there i remember that no he had pictures with chris and darren uh the one who we blame for shooting star matthew hodgkin oh. <laughs> directed, directed that interesting <laughs> but okay we haven't talked about it it's time to talk about it oh no gangnam gangnam style oh it's horrible this is glee falling prey to what they do which is like hey this song's really popular let's put it in this show but then by the time it airs, it's like six months later, and everybody's like, "Why would you do this?" Why? They also gave it to the only Asian person. Literally, it's so fucking racist. I can't get over it. And you're like, is Jenna Ushkowitz even what? What's Gangnam Style even? Is it Korean? It's Korean, yeah. 
Is she even Korean? Even if she is, I, I don't know. Maybe that's worse. If she is, I, they're like, oh, great. You can sing lead on this one song. She is Korean. But still, oh, great. Still. You, get to, you get to sing lead on this one song. And it's like, like the performance. I guess it would have been worse if it was some white guy. But like the performance as a whole, like I did like the choreography of it. Not going to lie. Yeah. The choreography it was, exciting. was, was it, 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 Rousing. Did, it did the job. Yeah. But, uh, it was and, and she does sing it well she does yes. do it well I will I mean, give her that but like I, I do think no one else probably would have pronounced the words as well I mean they could have learned but with their schedule and like the way they were cranking out songs maybe not I do I do remember watching a video where she had to like write it out phonetically oh, okay because you know she also wanted to like make sure pay, she pay yeah. respect to the song and everything but like oh my god that it's it's one of those where it's like it borders on kids bop just the way that it's sung and produced i don't right. even blame the singers it's probably the way they produce the song it sounds like kids bop it was unnecessary <laughs> however in on the reverse when they at the end of the season when they go to i love it i love mm-hmm. it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that kind of pop song yeah so yeah. and that Same one, vibe totally different payoff and that episode's weird because um that's when unique admits or that's like right after unique admits catfish the writer thing. Yeah. the catfish thing and then he's like cool cool i'm gonna do the performance but i'm no longer part of the club i would have right. just been like i'm out fuck y'all yeah get get a 12th member somehow i'm out <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh oh what a what a what a complicated person writer must be because in the in the wedding episode i didn't remember this but he's like giving um or no it's the sadie hawkins episode it's one of those um he's like giving jake all this advice on like it's the it's the Valentine's Day episode. He's giving Jake all this advice on like how to woo Marley. And then Jake is like, yeah, we're going to have sex. And he's like, wait, what? Um, I didn't want you to have sex with her. Like uh, the whole thing. I'm just like, writer. Oh yeah. He, interesting. He, he did Cyrano. He did do a Cyrano. That's right. Yeah. B. We talked a lot about season four in the past two episodes. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we get to sharp and flat? I was, I like wrote out um, some discussion points I wanted to talk about. Let me see. Um, okay. So I got to do it for the lesbians. Santana and Quinn hook up at the wedding, which is amazing. I didn't think Glee would ever do such a thing because all before this season, they tease like Faberi. I don't know if y'all talked about this with the other seasons, but like in the prom episode, I think in season three, she's literally like, stop making out with Barry. And we got to like count these votes, like says that to Quentin Santana does. And it's like, showrunners are just like fucking with fandom at this point. Um, but yeah, Santana and Twin, Quinn like hook up and it's like the, not a big thing. The Barry? Like, Ra- with Quinn and Rachel? Yeah. Rachel and Quinn. Yeah. Oh. oh, you guys didn't pick up on that? No, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. This is me taking off the clean goggles <laughs> for the podcast. I'm like, oh, there was a lot of like Faberi. Like they have a very intense relationship. I mean, this isn't season four anymore, so you can cut this all out. But, you know, they sing like, I feel pretty unpretty. And she's just like, Quinn, I want to be you. And like, it's kind of, it's like, mm, it reminds okay. every queer woman of like those weirdly intense friendships they had. 
that like ended with a really dramatic breakup and it's like oh I was just gay um (laughs) surprise um everyone is so like ham on the show it's great yeah they should have acted on it more often it was before it's time it was before it's time you're so right you're so right um oh one thing I think that um where I want to give Glee their props is in their treatment of unique because this was like before marriage equality this is 2013 so like marriage equality is not even like it's you know becoming more of a thing but it's not national um southern states and conservative states are still very much pushing back against it so like the whole question of national attention on transgender rights was non-existent at this point and to have a character like unique like I don't even think they use the word transgender, at least not in this season, because I think it was just not something that was fully realized. And I mean, that's not Wade Unique's like certain like exact situation, anyways. Maybe it's more like gender fluid. Um, but you know, these aren't words that they really had. So I do think Glee was extremely progressive and like wasn't perfect in their portrayal, but that's true of everything that they do. But I, I do think they put uh, a lot of emphasis on that in navigating, like, how does Wade unique see themselves? How do other people see them? What does that mean for how they navigate the world? And like them wanting to play the part of Rizzo, but then ending up not doing it because their parents mm. were concerned about like their safety because of it. And it's like, it was just a really honest portrayal. Um, And, you know, even with the pushback, um, I think it was like people having Wade um, Unique's like best interest at heart, like really just portraying like how hard it would be to be that way um, in that place in that time. And I think Lee actually did a great job in letting Unique express herself and like Unique shows up a lot in, in episodes at competitions. And then sometimes just like on a day-to-day basis because that's what they were feeling that day and I think that's really powerful after kids to have seen that in 2013 and even I think it's even this season when it's Wade Wade is still like costumed a little feminine you know and like effeminate kind of but like gestures different different to Kurt in a way yeah where it's like it's he he's wearing like a blouse, like an actual, like, I believe like a women's blouse or like, you know, Kurt had like the, had like a Alexander McQueen vibe with like accessories and brooches and things like that. Whereas Wade would wear what is deemed women's accessories and everything like that. Notice I said deemed because accessories are what? Not gendered. Exactly. <laughs> Fashion has no gender. Fashion and colors have no gender, everyone. Yes. Um, are we going to talk about like our favorite songs specifically? I we forget. get, we're, so we're going to do. That's what I thought. Okay. Then I won't bring up the yeah. songs. Great. The only other storylines I have on here are like the Tina Blaine, Sam Blaine things. And honestly, we don't have to talk about those if you don't want to, because no it's temporary and silly and stupid okay yeah let's get into sharp and flat shall we yes sharp flat in this section we're gonna highlight moments whether or not we talked about them even though we did talk well there's still some things we 
didn't talk about. Uh, and there's if we like so much to cover, just two hours. It's a right. lot of TV. Oh, there's a lot. Uh, and if we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go first, if you don't mind. Got it. Of course. Well, so you can think about while I go. Um, I'm going to sharp. I, I fucking love Kate Hudson. I, I, I know. I, I know. I know Mrs. Adams had issues with her. And I know that, like, she sometimes she went a little too far. But, like, Kate Hudson did such a great job. And she's gorgeous. Um, she's flawless. I will forever and always sharp Naya Rivera in, on the mm-hmm. show. Yes. Love her. Um, there are certain episodes I'm going to sharp, which is mm-hmm. Britney 2.0, because love me a Britney storyline. Um, and then... I said it. I'm, I'm going to say it. Shooting star. I'm sorry. Mm. Okay. It's a great episode to rem- to remind us what like real writing and acting are. Uh, anyway, mm. <laughs> and you're not wrong. <laughs> no. And I'm going to sharp the following performances: Celebrity Skin, which I forgot was this season. Uh, so good. Yes. Don't speak, which we fawned over last episode. Uh, I really love Tell Him, like. The mm. matching blue dresses and everything, gorgeous. Uh, Nutbush City Limits, give me any, yes. give me any and all Tina song. Cold Hearted, again another Naya song. Wings, which was mm, the Who's yeah. Your Daddies, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I love it, uh, yes. the Icono Pop song. Uh, okay, so what were your sharps? Oh, okay. I'm gonna mirror yours and I'm gonna sharp. Uh, Isabel Wright because I just love the energy she brings and how she really solidifies New York as being like this magical place where there's all these possibilities and wonderful things can happen and I just loved what Sarah Jessica Parker brought um to Uh the show so um I really love her and I was gonna say Chris Culver, but I'm like, I'm such a stan. That's not objective. Okay, and then that's <laughs> fine. I'm a I'm a I'm a Naya stan. Like, I love Naya. Even even when uh, Naya's being like the biggest bitch in the uh, world and the villain, fucking love her. Like, I love her. No, she's just always so good. I do think that um, Chris Culver's portrayal of Kurt was like so background this season for a lot of it. Like, he really didn't have mm. a lot of a plots, but I think he really was like the glue that held. Um, New York together when things were kind of like all over the place with like all the other people's plot lines. So I just think his little background moments, his background acting and stuff always just hits me. I think he does a great job. Um, Okay. Episodes. I would like to sharp um, to be honest, the Thanksgiving episode is one of my favorite episodes, which is like, so probably weird and not something other people would pick, but um. Is it, it's is it got because, the, it's it's got everything it's got is, everything it's got it, the unholy trinity it's got plain it's got like um the scissor sisters it's got rachel berry doing a ridiculous solo that's actually like really funny and also good it's got humor it's got like emotion like it's a competition episode which is always exciting i mean it does end on a low note with a gangnam style thing right but up until that point very solid episode. It also has Shangela. We love yes. drag queens. Yes, the drag queens. Let's have a kiki slash turkey lurkey time is one of the most absurd campy things Leah's ever done. And it's amazing. Oh my God. It's so good. Um, 
Let's see. I'm looking at the, okay. I'm also going to sharp glee. Actually my favorite glee Christmas episode, every single plot line is actually really good. Um, and has really big emotional payoff at the end and then songs. So once I wanted to bring up some that we haven't talked a lot about, obviously sharp for whistle, like I said, probably my all time favorite glee song, which is like probably nonsensical, but it just sticks. It sticks. Um, and then I'm going to sharp diva from yes it's better than the original and that's a Beyonce song and that's hard to do but I think it's better than the original Beyonce and Uh, the performance is so fun beehive don't come after me please I know don't 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 hate me like the original is good but like the production that they do for the show I think is better but if there ever was a person to like do it it would be Alex Newell exactly I mean, and it's just like so fun. They're all acting and they're doing like their little diva routine and they're wearing the most ridiculous outfits. And like, it's just such a fun, like fantasy sequence song. And a lot of the songs in that episode are really good um, because like uh, Darren does Don't Stop Me Now playing great. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I want to sharp Come What May as the cleaner 21 that I am. Okay. Yes. Um, Amazing song sequence I'd forgotten it was in this season but it's like a fantasy sequence and only Kurt Hummel would enter dramatically into his own fantasy sequence of course, of course. he does of, of course. course he does of course he does it's so good their, their voices just blend so well and it's the best claim duet by far best performance best like just music and blending I listen to it on repeat for days And then my final sharp is going to be at the ballet, which is like a wild card pick for most people. But I that was this season. It was. Oh, I'm adding that too. It's like at the end. Um, that's where they're randomly like, oh yeah, like Chris is, um, Chris Kurt's been at Vogue.com this whole time, and Isabel's back, and they do like the they volunteer at like the fundraiser. (gasps) I and they sing at the ballet. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, oh! I I love that number. (sighs) I'm so glad you do too, because I love it. Wait, when does that happen? I could have sworn that was... It's episode 20, Lights Out. I could have sworn that was next season. You're right. Oh my God. It's because four and five really blend together at the end. Um, They they really do. They really do. Real bad. But yeah, um, that's the one where it's like, they do all the acoustic versions. Uh, I'm going to agree. I'm going to add that to my sharps too, because I... I, uh, Okay. Uh, Okay, so every once in a while doing this section, I have what I call a natural, which is neither a sharp nor Mm. a flat, but I still would like to highlight it. We talked about it. It's Gangnam Style, everyone. (laughs) I have mixed emotions. Like, I know we keep saying that that Glee, everyone has mixed emotions about it. This one I truly do because I do like listening to the song. Uh, the mm-hmm. dance is great, but you gave it to Tina, and like the end with the way that it's shot. The I get it that it's like you know we're in Marley's vision and she's like whatever like going about to faint and then faints and passing out. Mm-hmm. But that whole ending sequence before she faints is a little much. It's a lot. It's a lot of much. How about that? Uh, yeah. but that's really the only natural that I have this season. <laughs> well, um, okay. I'm going to, I'll start with my flats then let's get, let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. Kitty gaslighting Marley to believe that she's gaining weight. 
yes, what the fuck? Like, what the f- and then causing just Marley. Have an eating disorder. It had to be like somebody gaslighting her into one. Like, oh. right, yeah. Who had- takes bad things and makes them worse? Yes. Um, I feel like this is more this season than any season prior, but like how everyone threatens to leave and then they don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, <That's> I, <laughs> I feel like I, I, it happens a lot, but like it happens more this season, especially with like Jake and Ryder. Um, mm-hmm. They're the ones that are like, I'm out, I'm back, I'm out, I'm back. So mm-hmm. make up your goddamn mind. Okay. Episodes I'm going to flat. I know you love it. I'm going to. It's fl- fine. I'm going to flat Gleese. Um, I. Episode. Mm-hmm. The performances. I get. Okay. So with these, I have another one. Uh, yeah. And that's dynamic duets. The performances mm-hmm. in those episodes were great. The episodes themselves, minus in Glee's, the fact that the tension was like with Rachel that Cassie slept with Brody. Like we mm-hmm. needed that, something like that needed to happen. But that's it. Like that's a really the only spicy thing from that episode. Yeah. Uh, you know, Rachel and Kurt go home and they're like, it hurts too much to see that we have to go back. And you're like, this is stupid. Yeah. And then performance wise, bye, bye, bye. I want it that way. Yeah. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I know I, there's, I, there's a lot of performances I forgot about this season. I'm mm-hmm. looking at the list on Wikipedia, but like, that's the one that sticks out as like, did you really have to do this? So what about you? What are you flatting? I'm going to flat baby's got back. Baby, baby got back. Um, the Adam's apples, uh, one. Did you remember this? Adam <laughs> of the Adam's apples, because not only it's is so it stupid, though, I horrendous it. and stupid, Glee stole the arrangement from Jonathan Coulter did not pay him for his arrangement when it came when the episode came out Jonathan Coulter was like um lol that's literally my arrangement had no idea they were doing his arrangement did not get paid for it or anything I don't know if they rectified it on the back end but definitely I remember when that episode was airing Glee fandom Twitter was blowing up over the fact that like Jonathan Coulter was just finding out with everyone else that Glee like did his song which it was a huge deal for Glee to do your songs back then i don't know if yeah. people understand but like glee did we are young um by fun this um season and it went to number one like the original fun song went to number one on itunes and it was the song of the year um so like and that was because it was performed on glee so like it was a really big deal to have your songs on glee and um it was really shitty that they were stealing people's arrangements that's not the first or the last time they did that so <sighs> Wow. Also, it's just ridiculous um, in a way that I didn't enjoy. But also, once again, Curtin Blaine fan over here. So that probably colored my perception. Um, and I'm also going to flat the naked episode where it was all about the calendar and like being shirtless. Oh, yeah. I just mm-hmm. thought it was so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. So unnecessary. One. And like just some. Um, not that those aren't important like things to talk about like body image and peer pressure and things like that but just like it wasn't a lasting message it it felt very filler and like I hated when they took very sensitive deep topics and spent half an episode on them as a throwaway so 
Okay, so usually, I, and I think on my outline, I wrote, what songs would you add to a lace playlist? I'm going to do like a top 10, what 10 songs-ish from this season would you add to your um, life's playlist? So okay. I'm going to, let me go first while you think about it. Uh, yes. Again, celebrity skin. Don't speak mm-hmm. because, I mean, come on. I honestly, mm-hmm. I honestly loved Hopelessly Devoted to You as the mm-hmm. song. Like it's a yeah. it's a nothing performance because he's auditioning, but Darren Chris like Darren Chris can man. deliver a song. There are worse things I could do. The fact that it's a trio blew my mind, and I fucking I loved it. The way they use the Grease songs is just really masterful. Well done. They could have um, just thrown them away as a tribute episode, but they actually really thought about the plot and the songs, which was amazing. Uh, I'm also going to say, tell him Nutbush City Limits mm-hmm. was, uh, oh shit. What's the Alicia Keys song? This girl's on fire. Girl on fire. Mm-hmm. On fire. That was the season, right? Yeah. Yeah. That one. Um, little girls, like oh, the, yes. the way that they like softly introduced uh, Jane Lynch going on to do uh, Annie on Broadway. To do like, Annie. Yes. That was amazing. So cool. Um, I'm going to add at the ballet and yes. again, I love it. The Icona pop song. Yes. Um, they really good. I think the Glee version of, I love it is better than the Icona pop song. I would agree. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. They do produce it like the Icona pop song, but like, I don't know. There's something about it. That's just better in my yeah in my opinion there's several glee songs like that to me like through the years mm-hmm. they're like genuinely just like the quality of the glee song makes it better yes. and i know part of it is probably that you have like the visual and the like give it a different significance maybe but yeah there's plenty of glee songs that i listen to over the original <laughs> oh of course okay so in no order top 10 songs from this season Yes. I'm scrolling through the list just to like, I was trying to find the ones that like I haven't mentioned yet. So like everything that I like sharped before is like a yes. Um, but I would add these, I would add it's time the Darren, he sings it in the courtyard before Kurt goes to, um, New York. I love that performance. It was my like wake up alarm for like five years. Um, Santana's performance of mine, um, in the breakup episode, uh, which like, it's become like a canonical, like, especially like female queer thing that like, there's a verse in that song where Taylor sings it from the male perspective, but she sings like, she is the best thing that's ever been mine. Um, so it's kind oh. of like this, uh, you know, baby gay thing where it's like, Oh, why did I love that song so much whistle? Obviously I must mention it again. Everything else stays, all the sharps are, would also be on this list, but Whistle just needs an extra emphasis. Um, no Scrubs. I love the performance is so fun. Oh my God, and, yes. And and also Locked Out of Heaven are both from that like Sadie Hawkins dance episode. I forgot about so Locked good. Out of Heaven. That is it's so good. That is a really good number. It's, Especially yes. when they start smashing the smash mic stand. The mic stand. It's so good. Uh, the choreography. I, I'm just like, Zach Woodley snapped with this one. He really did. I have to say, this season, you could say this about every season, but like this one, 
had a lot of good, perf- great performances. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, the, um, I, I want to, I, I don't want to say that this is the best season of performances. Cause that's saying a lot, but like but, they um, had, it's up there. They had a lot of bangers. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like I, I said, say- I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting, not watching it beforehand. So I, yeah. a lot of stuff that you're talking about is messing with my mind. Like the bitches back dress you up that yeah. number as mm, if, separate from the episode and the, mm-hmm. and the performance, like listening to it is amazing. And I am realizing, I feel like a lot of these that we love are <laughs> Alex Newell songs. So he's amazing. Just he is a person. amazing. Yes. So, and just as a scene stealer, like he just really is. Okay. Uh, and then my last two, and this was just a quick scroll through of all the song lists. So I probably missed some good ones still, but I would say, um, just can't get enough. The claim number at the wedding is a bop, uh-huh. a bop. I listened to that on repeat for like a week because it's just a really fun song. Um, and then lastly, the cover of Anything Can Happen. Marley's just like shining Melissa on the vocals. And I think yes. it's a really fun song. So, And I also want to also add, um, uh, fuck, what was the name of that song <laughs> that she does every time? Like every time mm-hmm. from the Britney episode, yeah. Just, just the song, not not the performance. Fuck the performance because right, it's, right. it's a nothing performance. But like, she captures the essence of the song and the fact mm-hmm. that like she does it so light. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's great. It's great, and it, I feel like it's. I don't want to say it's better. I feel like it's on par with the original. How's right. that? Like they're they're yeah. they're the same level. Britney Spears is an amazing performer artist everything she's also not the strongest vocalist in the world on something like a ballad like mm-hmm. every time is still an amazing song but you know like her that's just not Britney's like most suited Forte, yeah kind of yes yes so I think Marley like maybe that is because she like really sells it and a few the few like um more ballad type songs that she does like the look at me I'm Sandra D reprise are just so emotionally powerful and I think that might just be Melissa's thing. She can just sell a fucking, and you know what? I never skip her ballad solos and I almost always skip Rachel's ballad solos. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like <laughs> fast forward <laughs> right through it. And they're the same thing. It's always just one performance. They're just sitting and singing. There's not much else going on, but Melissa just pulls me in mm-hmm. and I, I want to watch it. So. Cause she's a little more sweeter and innocent than Rachel is. Yeah. And I feel like she's actually going on an emotional journey. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of times I feel like Leah's performances are more like performing emotion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, yes. she ends up like cr- the ugly cry and you're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> the, I'm calling it done. We did the episode. Okay. We did it. We did season we did four it. as much as we could. <laughs> it could not be any more did. Uh, we done did it. Uh, w- what do you have to plug or promote? Yeah. So Glee on the Rocks, we go episode by episode and talk about each thing. We recap it. We break it down. We talk about like the fandom stuff that happened at the time and like our experiences watching it then, watching it now, um, and kind of reflecting on that um, as well as, you know, thinking about the context of it at that time versus the context of now. Um, So, you know, our whole kind of premise is that like Glee like drove us to drink. So now we're going back through it as like, it really feels like therapy every time we do an episode. I'm like, ah, I really worked through that. 
Um, Cause you know, we do a whole hour plus on one episode. So it's nice to kind of like deep dive into this show that shaped so much of us, but you know, <laughs> has its flaws. Um, yeah. So Glee on the Rocks, we're on Apple podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast, we're there. And then you can also find us on Instagram, um, Twitter, Facebook, everywhere, Podchaser. And then we also have a Patreon where we do mini episodes and those get a little more spicy. We talk a little bit more freely about fandom things and, um, you know, some of the actors in Glee and like their current projects and what they have going on. So, um, if you guys subscribe, I think you only have, it's like three or $5 a month. You can get access to all the mini episodes. Um, and our Patreon subscribers also get like first access to the episodes. So they get them like two days before everybody else. So we'd love to see you there. Nice. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm waiting for my invitation to come on the show. Yes. Oh my God. We're on season four right now. So like, is there any episode you would want to do? I'm putting this in our group chat right now. Uh, and then do you have, do you want to plug like your personal pages or anything? Yeah, I mean, sure. So, um, my Instagram is a B B E E kind underscore rewind. Um, so <laughs> that's amazing. B-Kind underscore rewind. I was a huge blockbuster kid. Huge. Oh. We went every Friday in the summer we'd go every single day. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, you can follow me there. That would be cool. I share some things. I share a lot of um, stuff about social justice and eco um, environmental stuff and uh, local election things and a lot of pictures of my cats and my wife. So yeah. Nice. And and if you want to reach out to me and talk about Glee season four or any, uh, any or Glee, uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod. Tell us what you thought about Gungam Style on this show, because yeah. I am interested to hear about other people's opinions. I'm pretty sure it's the same, but who knows? And you guessed it. Next episode, we're starting season five. Uh, B, thank you so much. And, you know, thank you to your co-host, Songly on the Rocks, for, yes. lending, for lending you out to me for this episode. Um, I hope... Uh, 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 yeah <laughs> yeah You're welcome uh, i'm i'm tra- i'm tray excited to that uh you know we had a fun time and yeah. i hope i hope i didn't scar you from me- for, with your memories of glee <laughs> i'm honestly worried about you being scarred after like di- well you're not rewatching it all but i'm just imagining like Taking it the, all in. The yeah. short, yes, the short <laughs> mental time to relive all six seasons of Glee. I'm okay. Like we're doing with one the... episode at a time, and it's like that's what I need. And I'm like, you're doing the opposite of that. You're well, like, I like I like to do the big picture because if I were to yeah. read them the each episode, I think I would go insane. So <laughs> big, big picture is fine with me. <laughs> all well, right, everybody. I love that you're doing so many fun things. So, like, you know, if you ever need somebody to come on for something else, like, let us know. Like, oh, we love totally. Too. Oh, yeah. totally. Totally. You, you, <laughs> and uh, and your co-host or grandfather Dan as well are now part of the family. The, the love it. Life's but a song family. So welcome. Um, yeah. And maybe next episode we'll have nothing to do with any of the Glee ep- Glee kids. <laughs> we can just like. Talk Put about that to bed for an episode, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but until next time, everyone, bye for now. 
Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day. Life is but a but a but a life but a 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 but a